You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. This podcast takes a look at our favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who hasn't seen them. That's me. Pairs them with a great alcohol beverage. That's me. And then we talk about it. Ooh. That's me. This week we watched the 1983 film comedy, A Christmas Story. I'm your facilitator of fun and your lady of libation, Stephanie, and I'm joined by... I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty. I am your Jellicle dresser, Justina. And she, she who knows, knows no, no movies. movies. There it is. Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't have space for that. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we are really official right now. We all have our own um, name plates. plates? Thanks, to, thanks to our Lady of Libations and facilities. I know. Oh, it's probably my the, favorite. She brought the fun. I mean... Don't get me wrong. Your gift was amazing. No, this is my favorite. This is so. my favorite. I think this made Christmas for me. I'm yeah. so glad. We'll have to take a picture of them. We all have nameplates. I think that's absolutely And it has both of our names. Like, And I like that we both have two. Like, we all have two. Uh, well, he has one long one. Yeah, mine's long. Yeah. Well, you could be Native American by itself. Like, uh, that's true. Time. I can't because I am. Because <laughs> he has by himself. Oh. oh that's fun. That's fun. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on any fine podcast app, including Spotify, by searching for the Mopcast Network. You can find us on YouTube at Mopcast Network, where we have our podcast movie reviews, mashups, and short films waiting for you to enjoy. Subscribe and set the alert so you don't miss anything. And if you want to find out more about the Cult Movie Cantina, you can join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cantina. There you can find out the latest movie news, see trailers, play games such as Wrong Title Only and Caption This, and talk to other cultists. We are working on our 2020 convention plans right now, so let us know. Dude, we did so well with that. That was awesome. Like all three of us I, I just feel, nailed that I, I so feel well. feel super efficient right now, which is weird. Like nobody struggled with their words or language or English in general. No. Well, just wait for it. That's <laughs> fine. Good. Like we killed that. I just want to say that Bye. this is my first time running this and I'm kind of excited. And now that I'm looking at my paper, I'm wishing that I had printed it in a larger font. <laughs> but it's, okay. it's a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. All right, so we watched A Christmas Story. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, came out I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it because I've seen it before, and okay. I refuse to watch it again. So this came out in 1983. It was directed by Bob Clark, written by Gene Shepard, and it was based on the novel In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Okay, um, believe feel, it or not I, I feel like I should watch that or read that because every yeah. time we do this I'm always like let me read the well, book the, so the book's <gasps> basically kind of in vignettes and this is one of the little vignettes but um, it's starring uh, Peter Billingsley as Ralphie Melinda Dillon as Mother Parker Darren McGavin as the old man Parker and um, Gene Shepard, the um, writer, actually narrated the story. He plays the adult Ralphie. And there's some other people in it, which I didn't really care about. So there's that. Not that, <laughs> so not, we'll, not that you're not great act- actors. No, no, actors. no. It's just, just for our purposes. For our purposes. I can't list everybody. But we'll go ahead and play the trailer now. In this modern age, perfect. too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made it, you! Stop! Traditional, 
American Christmas. Thanks a lot! MGM presents A Christmas Story. Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did I get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two fisted, red blooded. It's smiling at me. All American Christmas. A Christmas story. Ready for the sermon? Yes, I am. Preach it, sister. Preach it. Tell me your Gather ways. Gather around, brothers and sisters, and All listen right, to man. this Christmas story. Sing oh, loud, sing proud. All right, this was set in an undetermined year in the 1940s. Ralphie Parker, played by Peter Billingsley, is a nine-year-old boy living in the small town of Homan, Indiana. His older self, which is the voice of Gene Shepard, narrates his experiences and thoughts through the short weeks before Christmas. As he, a few friends, and his younger brother, Randy, look out to a display window at a local store, Ralphie has his eyes set on the only item he wants for Christmas. An official Red Rider carbine action, 200-shot range model air rifle with a compass and the stock, and this thing which tells time. It's pretty awesome. I know. It is kind of cool. I found it on Amazon and got that book added to my list. Okay, good. <laughs> You're like me. I like to read the books. Too. I did, Well, I've, I don't like the movie, so it's interesting to, to me how different it might be from the book. Oh, see, I love the movie. Oh. But the book is probably really cute. I'll let you know. So, um, after that, knowing full well that he could never request this item openly to his parents, Ralphie sneaks advertisements for this gun into his parents' magazines the next morning. Smooth kid. I know. He's pretty smart. At the breakfast table, he accidentally lets it slip his desire to his mother, who immediately rejects the idea with the dreaded phrase, You'll shoot your eye out with it. <laughs> That's right. You'll shoot your eye out. Oh, bless his heart. I know. I know. Disappointed, Ralphie daydreams about how he alone, armed with his gun, stands between his family and a gang of striped-shirted ruffians in a Western-style standoff. Meanwhile, his father is forced to battle the temperamental house furnace in the basement amid a slur of curses, which no one 
understands. Thank I goodness. Lo- I love Ralphie's dad in this so much. Is it because he does such a good job of portraying the father in that time frame? I, I, I guess. Like, I mean, he's absolutely. He really does. I mean, yeah. You know, and I don't have this in my trivia, so I'm going to go ahead and say, since we're at this point, he said that he literally had to force himself just to speak gibberish so he wouldn't actually cuss. <laughs> I believe During it. During that scene. I believe it too. I believe too. Uh, Bob Hoskins did the same thing. In, not Bob Hoskins, but uh, Joe Pesci did the same thing in Home Alone. Because Joe Pesci is always, you know, he's known for his four-letter right. four you know, uh, language. And then um, when he's working on this kid's movie, they're like, you can't you can't curse in this. You can't, And it's just normal for him. So he was like, well, I'll just end up making up gibberish. And that's why he sounds like Yosemite Sam during it. He's like, God gosh, no one... Right. Yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. So That would be a hard habit to break. Yeah, yeah, because I have a hard time. I've learned not to do it so much when the microphone, so that's, that's yeah. my cue to not drop the F-bomb every few minutes, because in real life I do. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a big thing when I started working again. I was like, all right, so go ahead and get used to it now. Go ahead and rear it back in. Just, right. You know, stick it back in your pocket. Um, but so far I've done a good job of keeping it out of the, you know, college job that i have well good on the phone with prospects Mm -hmm. you know times you shouldn't do it (sighs) well anyway while walking through the snow to school ralphie meets his two friends flick played by scott schwartz if anybody cares and schwartz played by rd rob funny well played by scott flick (laughs) i know right (laughs) that would be hilarious um so while randy lags behind heavily bundled under a thick wool snow jumper that um leaves his arms standing straight out yes i'm demonstrating my favorite part of this movie he's so cute and pitiful um so i I have a question okay can i interrupt for questions is is this where we can can i do that i mean (laughs) you can i have a lot of sermons so let's make it a quick question so i can get through this thing (laughs) oh i'll let you get there no no go ahead ask the question well it's not the question i just i i i agree with you i love that scene but why is is he treated so different than ralphie because he's a baby because he's a baby he's younger than ralphie yeah but like like a what nine months they're close aren't they they're probably a couple years difference i would think i think if nothing else they're grade school like one grade difference at least but it's probably two honestly recently i think if 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 ralphie's nine uh richie is it it's um his brother is i just said randy randy i knew it was an r yeah um has to be seven right yeah he can't be i mean he's He's probably two years. Yeah, it's right. probably two years. But man, she she layered and layered and layered on on that. It was I thought it was hilarious. she definitely babies him. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, he's got to be the baby because yeah. she treats him like that's her baby. I was really expecting when he was when he was complaining about he couldn't move his arms. I was really expecting the I have to pee. Oh god, that's Cause, hilarious. Because there because there was so many layers on that poor baby. I was just like. <laughs> And then the other kid's like, all right, I got my one jacket. I'm out. <laughs> like, That's right. Bye-bye. It's like you're bye, old, honey. you're near bye. death. Go, go, whatever. <laughs> go like a pool or something. I don't know. Go. That's great. Bless their hearts. <laughs> he was so cute, though. All right. Before class, um, Flick and Schwartz argue over what would happen should someone stick their tongue to a frozen flagpole. So upon the dreaded triple dog dare, Flick puts his tongue to the pole to find it stuck tight. Um, he starts screaming, but the others run into the school and leaves them there as the bell rings. As I mean, they, they leave that poor child As there. they should. Right. Um, their teacher, Miss Shields, notices Flick's absence, and when she sees him outside, she calls the fire department and the local police, and they try to comfort Flick. Um, 
and of course get him off the pole. Get him off the get that kid off the pole. <laughs> Somebody get the kid off you the pole. You too young for that. You know, we're just that's our, our goals as parents just not to get him on the pole. Just keep him <laughs> from that right. pole. Get that kid off the pole. Uh, as the students watch with excitement, Rafi does feel a little guilty. Um, and this is when Miss Shields then gives them a, an assignment, a special assignment, which is to write a theme about what they want for Christmas. Now, Ralphie sees this as an opportunity to write about his Red Rider gun, hoping that his teacher will sympathize with him and secure just a little reprieve with her authority as an adult. Okay. So he's got this plan. He's going to get him a I know. BB gun. So on his way home, Ralphie, Flick, Schwartz, and Randy are confronted by a local bully named Scut Farkas. And his toady, Marcus. that's right. And his toady Grover deal, and poor Schwartz is subjected to a painful hammerlock before they all run away screaming, and while poor Randy lags behind, unable to keep up with that poor jacket. Do you think his teacher put him in back in all those layers? Well, somebody had. Like, to. can you imagine being that teacher? Like, oh, again, all right, come here, let me get you undone. And it's like a recess. Come here. By the time that gets him all bundled up. Recess is over, buddy. Got to undo it all. <laughs> That's awful. Poor kid. So Ralphie makes it home and finishes his theme just as his father comes home, shouting excitedly before being surrounded by the neighbor's dogs. Wow. Ralphie watches from his window above and comments on how his neighbors, the the, the bumpuses, I guess, <laughs> yes, owned dozens of bloodhounds that ignored everyone else on earth except for the old man. Mr. Parker explains and also exclaims that he won a grand prize in a local magazine sweepstakes, showing his wife the telegram that says it'll be delivered that night. Maybe it's a bowling alley. Maybe it's a bowling. They're not gonna ship a bowling alley. Well, they could ship the deed. I love that line. <laughs> right. So excited. During dinner that night, Randy displays his typical descent for food. And this is the most disgusting part in the movie, by the way. And refuses to eat until his mother playfully asks him how pigs eat. Oh, uh, I hate this part. I know. Randy, I was also, also weirded out there at a bib, and then I was like, well, maybe he's special needs, and then just don't, don't not say that in the 40s. I think maybe so. they just baby him. <laughs> and the way he ate is just gross. So Randy oh. dives into his food face first, laughing hysterically, while Mr. Parker and Ralphie watch with mild disgust. Blech. Then the doorbell rings and everyone immediately stops. They run to the door where Mr. Parker allows the delivery man to will in this large box and they open it with fervor. Fragile. I know. It's French. So Italian. Th- oh, it's this Italian. This is hilarious. Yeah. He sees he sees the box and of course it's stamped fragile. And oh, he's just like fragile. He's so <laughs> excited for that deed. He doesn't even know what to think. It's it's Italian. Hilarious. So um, they open it, and it's a lamp that's designed to look like a woman's leg, complete with a stocking, high heel, shoe, and a shade and, that looks like a and, skirt. And not just Get any, it. just not any stocking. No, fishnet. That's a fishnet on that lady. That is a sexy beast right there. It was. Um, you well, know, I should, one year I really should get my father that for Christmas. You can buy God, it. He loves that movie so much. While Mr. Parker gushes over it, Ralphie's mother is clearly uncomfortable, especially when her husband tells her to display it in the front window <laughs> for the entire neighborhood to see. I, I, I'm going to pause right okay. here. Because I... So, first time watching it. So, I'm, I'm, the, right. I'm the newbie in this one. And so, I was expecting 
him to not be as happy as he was when he got this this leg because I know he was expecting something bigger because he already talked about he's done a you know yeah. earlier in the film they they're doing the crossword puzzle or whatever the the the, the no no it wasn't a crossword it was the um, nephew of the Lone Ranger right right and 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 so he's trying to win that fifty thousand dollars so he, clearly he this is a thing for him he's always entering these sweet cases and, and I was you know. I knew they weren't going to send him a bowling alley. Right, right. But to, it's so amazingly enduring that he gets, which I consider the lamest prize ever. And he's just so thrilled that he won. He's like, we're going to put it on display. It's the greatest yeah. thing ever. I think that's it, though. The people that are into that kind of stuff, I mean, they're like, like, I won something and everyone's going to know that I won. Right. And, I, and like the whole nature, like, it's almost like throughout, throughout this film, we get Ralphie's. Um, visions of, 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 of his imaginations kind of mm-hmm. come to life how he you know how he sees things we don't get that with the old man but for a minute there you almost think that's the, how the old man sees the world right it's like they're mm-hmm. like all the neighbor all and he the, goes outside to look at it right and, come come <laughs> right right and so come walk again it's 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 amazingly endearing it is i i, I i love the old man i was not expecting to love that guy so much no but, i love him too oh, i love the old man oh. So <laughs> it's too funny. The only the only thing that draws Ralphie and his brother away from the glow of electric sex is that his favorite radio program comes on Little Orphan Annie, which is really important later on. Bless his little heart. It's also a very real radio show. Yes, absolutely. Um, the next day. At school, Ralphie hands in his theme and has a momentary daydream where his paper is given the best grade in class before being brought out of it by Miss Shields. Um, After school, he and his friends are once again chased by Scott and Grover because they're little jerks Mm -hmm. and weird looking. Blessings are Scott and Grover. I know. So upon arriving home, he checks his mail to see a long-awaited package from the Little Orphan Annie Secret Society with a secret message decoder pen. And he listens to the encrypted message on the radio that night and rushes up to the bathroom to decode it, only to realize that the secret message is nothing but an advertisement for Ovaltine. Don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. (laughs) Wiser, but nonetheless disappointed, (laughs) Raffley casually swears under his breath. (laughs) Ovaltine, which have you had that before? Ovaltine, like official Ovaltine. I don't think so. I have. have, have. I'm not crazy about it. Okay, where does it like land on like the hot cocoa to like Nestle? It's 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 closer to Nestle. It's yeah, yeah, Nestle. It's it's malted. That's the difference. Like it's not just chocolate powder. It's like a malted chocolate powder. So it's got that malted flavor to it. When we were kids, our our Nestle, our Nestle. You know, you can do the liquid. We could have got that too, but the, we we grew up with in this metal tin can. Yes, with, with the powder. With, with the, where you had to use a spoon to open it. Right. And this, the overting overting came the same way. Okay, I don't know if I ever had that as a kid. I mean, you can buy I don't it. Remember, still. Yeah, it's in plastic now. I miss the old the old metal tin. I <laughs> did too. They were kind of cool looking. All right. Later that night, the furnace blows black smoke into the kitchen again, and the old man rushes down to do battle. Um, Mrs. Parker appears complacent as she strolls into the living room with the watering can before a loud crash is heard. Ralphie watches as his father rushes up the stairs and finds his wife holding his broken lamp. She admits it was an accident before shouting after Mr. Parker claimed she was just jealous that he won it and it was the ugliest lamp that she ever seen. 
Mr. Parker attempts to fix the lamp, but it quickly falls apart, much I, to his wife's amusement. I love the fact, I love when he's like, Whoops. get the glue, and she's like, we're all out of glue. You used the glue on purpose. I know. That's so bad for him. Oh. Uh, he musters all the dignity he can as he takes the remains to the backyard and buries it. Oh my gosh. He buries the lamp. He fell in love with that lady. So back at school the next day, um, as the students bring in apples for small gifts for the teacher, Ralphie gives her a large fruit basket, hoping that it will sway her final decision on his paper. Complete, Still bucking for that grade. Complete with pineapple, which I was like, where did you get a pineapple in the 40s in Indiana? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe they had it special for Christmas, yeah, maybe like flown so. in. Uh, that evening, the family goes out to pick a Christmas tree. On the way home, the car blows a tire, and Mr. Parker goes outside to fix it. When his mother encourages him, um, Ralphie to help his father, Ralphie is only happy to do so. But when his father accidentally knocks the hubcap that Ralphie is using to hold the tire bolts out of his hands, Ralphie utters the big one that he heard his father say in private over and over again. Ralphie says, fudge. Oh, fudge. But actually, it was not fudge. <laughs> What's the word, guys? Funko Pop. <laughs> I don't think that. I think it was the f bomb. It was absolutely the f bomb. Yeah. Um, at home, his mother puts a bar of soap in his mouth, and his mother asks where he's heard the word. And although Ralphie admits to us that his old man used the word as fluently as an artist would use paint, <laughs> he chickens out and blurts out his friend Schwartz's name. And when Miss Parker calls Schwartz's mother and tells her, we hear her screaming manically and giving Schwartz a sound beating. <laughs> poor Schwartz. Oh, poor Schwartz. I know. I, I do like when, when she call, calls, she goes, you know, he says the word, she whispers it, and the lady screams. She goes, well, do you know where you are? She goes, your husband? <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> I'm like... Uh, they know what's up. <laughs> uh, sent to bed early, Ralphie cries himself to sleep and fantasizes about visiting his parents years in the future to reveal that all the soap sessions his mother gave him resulted in premature blindness, <laughs> causing his parents to moan and grieve over their wrongdoing. Oh, such a good scene. <laughs> it is. At school the next day, Ralphie is handed his theme back from Miss Shields, and he looks at horror as the large C plus stamped across the top with the phrase, you'll shoot, shoot your, your eye out. out. You'll shoot your <laughs> eye. <laughs> then he imagines his teacher clad in a witch's outfit, kind of like Wizard of Oz, laughing at him next to his Harlequin mother, who must have <laughs> surely gotten to her. <laughs> Ralphie spends the rest of the day in class feeling depressed and hopeless and that he realizes he will never get his writer BB gun. So do you think he got a C plus because he chose a gun or because his assignment was bad? Like he wrote about it poorly. He probably used a lot of bad grammar, I'd imagine. Because I'm wondering if she was like, okay, you didn't pick a good enough gift. C plus. No, no. no. It was times. probably Different merited times. for grammar. Uh, Ralphie is so inconsolable. Wait, wait a minute. Let me, I skipped a part. My bad. <laughs> On the way home, Ralphie walks alone and suddenly hit in the face with a snowball. He takes his glasses off and sees Scut, Farkas, and Grover Dill approach him. Ralphie tears up until Scut starts to mock him and laugh. And then Ralphie snaps. In all of his disappointment and anguish, he charges at Scut, tackling him to the ground, and he beats the crap out of him. Grover runs off as the neighborhood kids cheer Ralphie on. Ralphie picks up his discarded glasses and goes to get their mother. Oh, 
Randy, sorry, picks up Ralphie's discarded glasses and goes to get their mother, who arrives just as Ralphie is finishing a rant of slurred curses. She gets a distraught Ralphie off the scut and helps him walk back home. Scut is left to pick himself up with a bloodied nose. Good for Ralphie. Well done. You don't need that gun, kid. Well well done. You got you some guns. There you go. Ralphie is inconsolable by the time he gets home and he's um, his mother tries to calm him down and puts him, you know, to bed until dinner. Meanwhile, Randy hides himself under the kitchen sink, crying that daddy's going to kill Ralphie. Um, when Mr. Parker does come home, Ralphie goes downstairs, worried, worried that he's going to get in trouble. But his mother kind of downplays the whole situation. And as Ralphie goes to sleep that night... The Scut Farkas affair behind him, he decides the best way to receive his BB gun is to ask Santa himself. Sometimes go to the you big gotta man. go to the big man. You gotta go to the big man. That's what my kids do. They're like, it's fine, ask Santa. <laughs> so <sighs> the next night, which is Christmas Eve, the family goes to watch the Christmas parade. Which is filled with... Uh, Weirdness? With uh, Wizard of Oz stuff. It's, well, yeah. I felt like there was a lot of that in this. Dude, there's a lot of Wizard of Oz. Because like... Um, and then they beat up Mickey Mouse, <laughs> which was weird, right? And random, just like, oh, like Mickey, get out of here! And they just beat the crap out of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, Wizard of Oz, what came out in thirty nine? Yeah, and the book's been out since eighteen. Yeah, so I imagine because after the movie was so close that it was a big thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Ralphie keeps asking leave early so they can see Santa Claus. Um, as soon as Santa goes by in his float, his parents um, concede and take him and Randy to the department store where Santa is sitting atop this frosty mountain. <laughs> There's a long line of kids on one side and a slide going down on the other. That's legit, by that, the way. That's pretty yeah, legit. It I is was, pretty cool. I have never encountered I never like did that. that. I kind of wanted that as a kid. Never got that. And didn't know like, that is that something that happens anywhere, Coltis? If uh-huh. you've ever experienced that, reach out to us. It probably happens in places like where they don't have anything else. Well, like maybe. where he's from. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I'm curious. Um, Ralphie's parents let him take Randy while they go off on their own. So stuck at the end of a very long line with a... Santa enthusiast named Goggles to awkwardly content with Ralph. I like Wizard of Oz. I like the Tin Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that kid. He's so weird. I like, I love the Tin Man. <laughs> Ralphie can only wonder if he'll make it to see Santa before closing time. So when they finally make it to the top, <laughs> Goggles sits on Santa's lap and immediately starts screaming before being put on the slide. Randy follows suit, and Ralphie is escorted by an irritable helper elf to sit on Santa's lap. His perspective as he swung around shows clearly why most kids are afraid of Santa Claus. He's kind of creepy looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ralphie is unable to tell Santa exactly what he wants, so Santa suggests a football, to which Ralphie numbly agrees. Um, He comes to his senses just as he's about to go down the slide and stops himself. Struggling back to the top, climbing up a downslide, he bursts out what he really wants. He gives his best smile, but Santa merely repeats what Ralphie fears. You'll shoot your eye out, kid, (laughs) before putting his boot to Ralphie's Ralphie's forehead and he pushes him down the slide. That's a cruel Santa Claus. It is. And he was was like, I'm not working past nine o'clock. He does, but he's like, I thought that was funny. 
It's crazy. Santa's got a time frame. You got to get them gifts done. You got to get them gifts. That's right. Not that BB gun, though, because eyes are important. <laughs> Bless him. Well, he's got bad eyes anyway. He's got glasses. He's got I the know. glasses. So the next morning, Ralphie wakes up and goes downstairs eagerly with his brother, who claims that everything inside is his. Their parents follow suit and presents are unwrapped with frantic excitement, except for maybe the pink bunny <laughs> onesie. <laughs> I am seriously contemplating getting one for cosplay. It's oh my pretty gosh, awesome. Yes, please. Some, of, I saw that and I was like, that would be funny. I went to a Christmas party Friday night. And Linda, Linda can make one for me. I went to a Christmas party Friday night and someone had one on. Oh. It was awesome. Whereas, by the way, I won in my Dirty Santa gift a Darth Vader onesie. Nice, oh, well nice, done. Nice. I thought and that was issue? great. And Yes. Perfect. I'm very excited. It's a medium. So, yes. I, I, just to go back to this real quick, I love the the when he was describing it. It's his aunt who gives this to him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. His, his aunt who, who refuses to believe that he's older than four and not a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It just I'm like just put it on. His dad, <laughs> Let's like, he see doesn't, it. His dad's like he doesn't want to wear it. Nope. It's goofy looking. Bless him. When all is said and done, Randy lies sleeping amid the wrappings with his toy Zeppelin as Ralphie sits on the couch with his parents. And his father asks if he got everything he wanted that year before pointing out a mysterious package behind the desk. Ralphie goes to unwrap it and finds what he thought he'd never get, the Red Ryder BB gun. His father chuckles as he fills it with BB pellets and asks to try it out. Mr. Parker explains to his wife that he had one when he was eight years old, though she still worries that Ralphie will hurt himself. But Ralphie runs outside and sets up his metal target board while his father drools over the Christmas turkey his mother is making. So more importantly, real quick, his mom didn't know. No. But the dad just got it. Yeah, the dad got it. How would y'all feel about that? I don't know. My dad bought me a gun when I was in the second grade, about the same age as Ralphie, maybe? No, no, no. no. Like, as a parent, how would you feel if the other parent got a gift that makes you uncomfortable and you didn't know about it and they just got it on Christmas morning? (sighs) I know you're not a parent. Pretend like you are. (laughs) Like I mean, I might would be irritated, but I'm not going to take a gift away from my kid. No, yeah, I'd be like, hey, listen, we could have, yeah. you know, it'd had be, that conversation. It would probably be a fight afterwards. But yeah. A yeah. <laughs> little bit of a grumble. So, Ralphie goes outside. He takes aim, fires, and falls back, the pellet having bounced off the target, hitting him on the cheek, knocking his glasses off. Fearful for a second that he actually did shoot his eye out. <laughs> I thought he did for a second. Right. <laughs> the half-blind Ralphie collects himself and looks for his glasses, but accidentally steps on them. Come on, Velma. Right. Breaks them. Despondent, he tries to think of a way to explain the accident to his mother and decides that an icicle falling off the garage would have to work. He fakes some tears and goes to his mother. She takes him to the bathroom upstairs to wash his face off and gives an old pair of glasses to use. Meanwhile, the bumpuses, 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 there you go. Bumpuses. The bumpuses street bloodhounds get into the house and run rampant through the kitchen, eating all of the turkey. Mr. Parker chases the dogs out, yelling at the top of his lungs before announcing to everyone that they're going to eat out. They go to a Chinese restaurant and where the family listens to the waiters attempt to sing carols. Before the main course is brought out with his head still intact. Mm. Uh, The owner casually takes out a butcher knife and chops the head off while the family claps and they begin to eat. And that night, Ralphie sleeps with his red rider held close, 
the best Christmas present he ever received, dreaming of hunting ducks and making spectacular shots. I like it's the most spectacular gift he ever received or ever would receive. Right. And the, and the guy's clearly reflecting on his life. He's like, yeah, that gun was it. <laughs> I topped out it at nine. It was downhill from there, folks. <laughs> I topped out at nine. <laughs> I will say the part at the Chinese restaurant cracks me up every time oh, I watch when it. when they're trying I to do the carols? Yes. So one year... For Christmas, we decided as a family that we were going to do that. And we legit went to a Chinese restaurant for Christmas just because yeah, it, yeah, it would be cute. fun. Yeah. So, Did you get any carols? No, that's nobody sang sad. to us. That's a little sad. And that's also, sad. I didn't get a duck with its head on it either. That's also super sad. Uh, me and the ex did that one year. Um, and when we were in Boston, we did... Um, uh, we did Christmas. I think Christmas or Thanksgiving we did we did at a Chinese restaurant because it was just us, and so that's what we did. So did not know that was a thing until you know because I didn't seen the movie. So they were the only place open. So. That's the thing is they're the only place open. Yeah, there there was yeah. there was no Waffle House up in Boston. Well, you've said that you don't care for the movie, Justina, but now mm. that you've seen it, Scotty, what what are your thoughts? I loved it. I mm. absolutely loved it. I walked in not expecting to like it. No lie, I w- was not looking forward to watching this. Uh, you know, it, it's it, you know, it's one of those things that I've had for. I mean, it came out in '83, so it's 35 plus years old or whatever. And it's almost been that that kind of point of pride that I've never seen it. I've all I've been, and there's no yeah. reason why I'm not. It's just because it literally comes on TBS 24 hours a day. Right. Season. So there's no reason why I shouldn't have seen it. Out after a while, like in my 20s, it became a challenge. Well, I'm never mm-hmm. going to watch it. It became that. I don't need that in my life. And so, right, exactly. And so uh, I watched it this morning. That's how not looking forward to this I was. I pushed it all the way to the <laughs> last possible minute to watch it, and then was blown away by how again endearing this movie is um I, you know i had thoughts what i thought you know i had these, these assumptions or what the thoughts i thought the dad was going to be a jerk and mm-hmm. he, the man the dude is just doing what he can and making the he, best of yeah, it yeah he's um, just making the best, best. and he, and he's generally just a, a pleasant guy i mean he really <laughs> is and, and he may be kind of rough around the ages and he curses and all that stuff but he's like he's dad you know? I, I like the way the story is told i like the vignettes oh, I because loved it. I loved it. because the way the movie really you know the 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 basic story behind is kid wants a bb gun he gets a bb gun i mean really yeah. but all the little vignettes make it and i like the, the narration is delightful oh yeah absolutely absolutely delightful so so have you never liked it or is it one of the situations where you've watched a lot i so it has literally nothing to do with the story but my dad loves it so much that we i have seen it so many times that it's like it's it's the same as like when i walk in somewhere with a lot of incense and it smells like the happy shack did when i I work there all the time and i'm like oh god back here again i I get you 100 because it has been recently in life the last couple of years whereby um I was able to watch Beetlejuice. My brother when he was small oh, watched, I haven't seen that yet. Watched a ton of Beetlejuice. like you know, when like uh, under the age of two where he could just still work the VCR. I mean just he was old enough to grab a VCR tape, slub it into the VCR and press button. And that's what he watched. And so yeah. it was so there's a there's a stream of stuff I so Beetlejuice is recently back on the on the market. Um <laughs> 
I still can't watch Mary Poppins because I've seen it a thousand times. Oh God! I, oh really? I, yeah, I can't watch it. Won't, won't watch it because it just it's it's like torture. It's just too much. It's too much. Uh, yeah. Pet Cemetery was that on that list? My yes, my, my brother watched Pet Cemetery as a small child. Uh, and so, uh, uh, Child's Play Two was on that list for a while. My, my the parent- two big ones for me was a Christmas Story because we watched it. At least every year, because I s- we're having Christmas on the 29th at my dad's. I will be shocked if he doesn't put it on at some point while we're over there. Um, and then the other one was right after Dad and Liz got together. Kyle was four, and the only way he could fall asleep was Land Before Time. And we watched that every single night until Dad finally like put his foot down, like for months, because we all slept in one room in a two bedroom apartment. So there was four of us kids in two bunk beds in a an apartment bedroom. And there was a TV on a night uh, dresser right in the middle, and we would have it on every night. And so to this day, I was like, I, I can't. I can't do it. I've only seen it once. I, and I'm sure it's like an adorable movie the first, like, maybe dozen times you watch it. But after, like, a hundred times, even the kids, yeah. I was like, we're not watching that. We're not. I don't want you to like it. So do you, <laughs> if you like it, I have to watch it. Do you own it? I, I don't think so, no. <laughs> As long as they don't know it exists, it's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's on Netflix because I want to say Mackenzie brought it up and I told her about it, and so she knows I don't like it, but I don't <laughs> know that I don't know that they've seen it. I don't I don't know. Hmm. All right. So, what is our libation? So let's do this. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited that I don't have any work this episode just ed- editing this thing. I'm excited. This is wonderful. So first, we have the BB gun cocktail. Oh, okay. okay. Now, it takes you'll some steps to it, it, but you need to do all the steps or you'll shoot your eye out. Okay. <laughs> so first, it's uh, one and a half ounces of aged rum, one ounce of blackberry shrub, which I will explain momentarily, three-fourths an ounce of fresh lime juice, one-fourth an ounce of simple syrup, seltzer tools, which you'll need a shaker tin and a strainer. So if you get like a typical, right, right. you can shake and strain at the same time. Uh, you'll need a Collins glass, and for garnish, you're going to need fresh mint and a lime wheel. Not a lime wedge. Lime wheel. Talking wheel, people. This Whole is, wheel uh, I feel okay. like this can be made at the Haberdasher or Post. Yeah, it <laughs> does seem a little bit like those kinds of drinks. So you're going to combine all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, shake to chill, strain into a Collins glass filled with fresh ice, and top with soda, and then garnish. So the blackberry shrub, you combine... Combine combine half a cup of sugar and two cups of blackberries and let the mixture sit overnight add one cup of apple cider vinegar and let the mixture sit for another 24 hours strain and store in the fridge until use or up to one month Uh, again you can half ass this but then you'll shoot your eye out so do it properly now i also have another beverage because sometimes you got to rinse your mouth out, okay? <laughs> so we're going to go with the cilantro mojito because some people feel like that tastes like soap. <laughs> so we're going to be replacing mint with cilantro. This refreshing Cuban cocktail is a sweet and sour island treat, okay? Start with one-fourth a cup of fresh cilantro leaves. Add cilantro to a cocktail shaker along with one lime cut into eighths. One teaspoon sugar and half an ounce of simple syrup. Shake vigorously. Then add half a cup of ice and two ounces of white rum, such as Bacardi. Live your life, though. Strain into a highball glass, half full of crushed ice, and garnish with a lime wheel and a pretty sprig of cilantro. That sounds delightful. It's refreshing and will cleanse your mouth I out. love cilantro. I However, those are some complicated beverages. 
Listen, she just came out of the gate on there. Lady listen, Lady yeah. just, I know. It's like, technically, you could do like a super simple mojito and just do the mojito mix. Right. But instead of using a lime, use cilantro. I, I do like mojitos. Yeah, I do instead too. Instead of the mint, use cilantro. That's, yeah, that's what I meant. Instead of the mint, use cilantro. I don't think I've ever had cilantro. You don't. It's usually in salsa. I don't eat salsa, so. Yeah, well, there you go. Because I, Sal- like to- I don't like I don't like tomatoes, so it's like. Mm. Okay. It's uh, it's sometimes on like Mexican dishes too. Oh, I, I, I like it, but I know it's one of those things that you either like, like it, it or, or you people hate say it. it tastes like so right. Like, it's, it's, it's like a fifty-fifty shot, but it's yeah. like a genetic thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's a yeah. And I'm kind of curious if I'm genetically like, do I like That's it? That's interesting. I I love cilantro. I love it too. Maybe, maybe and I was looking, but my dad up hated it. So. Like soap, like drinks. Maybe maybe we can bring some in next week and we can do an experiment for the cult. <laughs> there you I'd go. I'd be okay with that. All right. Are you ready for some bar trivia? Yes, yes. please. Now that we're all intoxicated. All right. But classy. So, classy intoxication. <laughs> right? Gene Shepard's book, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, which the film is partially based on, is a collection of short stories. Where were these first published? National Lampoon. Oh, I just looked up the book, too. Oh, my gosh. No, not the book. The oh. collection of short stories before it was a book. Oh. The, they were a collection. Newspapers. Of I want to say they came out weekly in the newspaper article. Playboy magazine Playboy, Playboy. during the 1960s. Yeah, Playboy was my second Or Reader guess. Digest would have been think, a good guess, too. I think too. John Hughes was National Lampoon because uh, Christmas Vacation was in, um, I think Christmas Vacation and uh, I think the other one were both Lampoon stories yep. that he wrote. So um, those stories included the ones about sticking the tongue to the flagpole and eating Christmas dinner at a Chinese restaurant. Um, The subplot of the mangy dogs um, was taken from another of Shepard's short story collections called Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories and Other Disasters. (laughs) I love the name of his books, by the way. I think that's that's awesome. In that book, the character of Ralph is is about 17 years old, so he sticks with the same people and ages them. Okay. Um, So here's one that I'll just have to tell you because I don't know how to ask it, but when they were filming the scene in the Chinese restaurant... Melinda Dillon, who played the mom, was purposely given the wrong script, and everyone else had the correct one. And she <laughs> oh had no gosh. idea that the duck would still have its head. That's funny. And when she saw it, the reaction that she gave was the was real. Yeah, the reactions know, yeah. were really good in that. So, so that's also, fun. Also, she has a she has a mobile connection. She's in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, really? Oh. She's she's the mom in that. You know, the little boy that gets kidnapped. She she got an Oscar. Uh, she's two time Oscar nominee, and one of the Oscar nominees are from Close Encounters. Fun fact, which crazy. Was, which was filmed here, and the scene where the little boy gets taken is in Fairhope. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so when they um, for okay, how many times do you think Ralphie says he wants the Red Rider BB gun? Oh, five. I'm gonna go with at least. Nine or nine. He says it 28 times Jesus, throughout the course man. of the movie. <laughs> it just kind of comes numb after a while. Right. Okay. Scott Schwartz, who played Flick, which is the kid who sticks his tongue to the frozen flagpole. What did he go on to do? Porno. Yes, porno? he did. Yeah, he did porno. I Once you get stuck to that pole, man. For, w- <laughs> <laughs> For a while, I thought it was Ralphie, but it, it, was, it, was, it, it, was, it was the other, other kid. Yeah, he's porno. 
All right. I do have a couple of fun facts. Um, you can actually get your tongue stuck to a frozen flagpole. This was uh, tried by Mythbusters, and they did prove that it does happen. Um, in the actual scene, what they had is like a little, they had like a little hole and suction. So it looked like his tongue was being stuck. Oh, okay. But it was actually just some suction. That's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. And you can still purchase a Red Rider BB gun. The real Red Rider BB gun was first made in 1938 and was named after a comic strip cowboy. You can still buy it today for the low, low price of $39.99. Okay. So I thought that was kind of Christmas cool. presents. <laughs> I know. Oh, you guys are all day late, though. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to do this screw Mary kill because there's way too many children in this movie. I just don't feel right about that. I, I'm with you. So <laughs> Cool. We're not going to do that. So we're going to close the tab. How much do you think it made its opening weekend, which was November 18th, 1983? $6 million. $13 million. Only two million Jeez. $72,473. It's crazy to think that that's how much it made in its opening weekend, and it's still being shown today. Well, what what did you think? Where do you think it placed that weekend? At two million? Out of five or out of ten? We can do... Let's do out of five. Oh, so top five. Okay. It does even better. Five. Four. It did finish five. Oh, good, good you. I was going to say seven, but I was like, well, we, we can narrow it down a little but bit. But it followed an in order. Uh, Mr. Mom, Amityville 3D, The Big <laughs> Chill, and Risky Business. <laughs> See, none of those. So I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Oh, wow. Those are all really good movies. I've seen, all, I've seen all of them. Yeah. All right. So how much do you think it made total? And when I say total, I'm, in its, I'm meaning its first run because, of course, we're all yeah. you know. And we're talking domestic right now. So we're I'm going yeah. to go back to my 13. Oh, nine. 19,294,144. What happened was, is it picked up momentum in December and, and skyrocketed uh, and actually was number one for a couple of weeks. Um, do, you know what, do, you, do you know how much it cost to make it? I don't. I forgot to look that up. I'm sorry. It was not in my template. <laughs> and I'm just now that's thinking. The, that's my fault. It's shade, okay. Shade. <laughs> it's okay. So for the year, where do you think it placed? 1983. For the whole year. For the whole so year. So 19 million. Okay. When did it come out? In 83. 83. No, no, no. What time of the year? November. November. So where did it place by the end of that year? Yeah. Where did it place for the whole and year? It all like momentum in December. Okay. So where did it rank for the year of 1983 mm. in movies? 75. 54. Scott? Scotty was close. 53. Oh, oh you were super close, Look at that. Buddy. Can anyone tell me what number one was in 1983? <laughs> no. I will say Return of the Jedi. You are correct, sir. Oh. Well done. <laughs> Look at that. This is why you're our Native American pop culture spirit guide. Uh, I'm just going to find not guess those. Uh, you're, lo you're looking to see how much it costs yeah, to make? Yeah, it's usually in the... I totally should have looked. No, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it may not have, they may not have it. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, I think you did wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Yeah. Like, had a legit story I for will, our sermon. I'm so proud of you. I will save it for the... Um, the meeting. I'll the cult meeting. Cult coming, That's your homework for the cult uh, meeting. Yeah, I'll find out how much you made. Yeah. Okay. Any other comments about the film? I, uh, 
I loved it. <laughs> I did. I I expecting not to, and I've got I, there's there's a couple of things because we we got plenty of time. I guess oh, yeah. I want to I want to talk about, but um, overall I I thought it was fabulous. I thought the I see why it's a classic. I, I going in and I've seen there's some movies that I have seen that are quote unquote classics that I understand why are classics, but I don't feel that way. I I will watch this movie again. This will oh be, yeah. This will be. This I will watch be, it every is year. This your Christmas movie now. I, I, it's not, but it. What I like. <laughs> Die Hard, Christmas movie. Come on, it's like Die Hard Gremlins. Maybe this. <laughs> what I like about this movie, as far as it being a Christmas movie, is is it's very realistic, as far as what really happens with a the family. In those nineteen forties, yeah. I mean, this is. I'm guessing lower middle class. You know, they they're doing the best what they can. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and. They're generally just happy. They're ha- yeah, they're yeah. happy people. They're doing their thing. Um, it's not, you know, some Christmas movies are just so fantastical and you know, and you know, it's like or, Christmas. Never Christmas is chaotic and it's stressful and it's you right, know. And, and I think this this movie highlights all of that. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're they're most Christmas movies are followed on two categories: these crazy fantastical adventures or these super depressing. Right. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, it's like, these I are agree. our, sca- and then you got this, this shining being that's a Christmas story. It's like, this is just life. And yeah. It, and it's life in 19, f- in the, I think it's, I think it's early for it. It's can't, it's got to be early 40. They, they won't say, I mean, yeah. even in all the trivia, it's like, it, cause I'm looking at it because it, it, to me, it looks like pre war. So it's got to be at least 40, 39 or 40. I think it's got, well, but if, but if the Wizard of Oz come out, it's got to be 1940. It has to be, yeah. because I, there's no post-war imagery in it, right? You know, you know, World War One happens in '41, so we've got mm-hmm. it, America looked different back yeah. right. for that. So I think it it's did. so we're looking at a post post-depression era family, right? And I mean, and if it's pre-war, I mean, they're really post. I mean, it's like it's still depression era, and they're doing all right. I I absolutely I love the dad. Yeah, I love the dad. He's so just much. taking care of his family. Just and and then just, I like the again. He's just so happy fighting to, that furnace because they can't afford to replace it. I, but he's, I feel he's that so, in my soul. He's so happy to have the leg, and it's just <laughs> so and, the and, leg. and it could have been any. It could have been a can of tuna, and he would have been just so happy to win. I think, uh, yeah, because I think he felt like he finally caught a break. Right, you kind of, and this maybe like he's the been doing it for years. years and, yeah. Oh, so, um, I really related to Ralphie on a couple of things I wanted okay. to bring up, and. Uh, and I've got questions for you, for your ladies, to okay. for your perspective on stuff. Um, first of all, I, you know, being who I am, and I've, you know, I've been myself for forty-two years. I have always been creative, <laughs> and I have been that kid who just daydreams all that kind of stupid stuff that he did. I did all of that. I dreamt. Oh yeah, I, I, did d- I dreamt that the teacher liked my essay the best, and, and I was. I, I daydream would, now. What I do you too, I do too, <laughs> but I'm like, I like, I mean, those, but I'm like. Those specific type of daydreams I've had before. Oh the, yeah, the I dreamt that my paper was going to be the best paper ever, and it comes out. And I get to see or D. Because I mean, I can write a great story. I'm not the greatest in grammar, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why but I, I brought have, you I, that fruit basket, and that's why I think Ralphie probably got the C. He is, yeah, he's so weirdly and amazingly relatable. I mean, that's cool. I I, I got to kick out. So the other thing that I related to real well, I wanted to share this story with you. This wasn't a Christmas story. I was five years old living with my mother in Texas or outside of uh, a little town called Nederland, 
we lived in a trailer park. My mother was a Pizza Hut uh, manager. That's how she got the job over there. And so I lived there with my family. This is in the area where you let, this is in the age of the early 80s where you just let your small child just roam free. Yes. Simpler times. I remember like, those times. Like non-supervisor, uh, supervised. That's when, but that was before Stranger Danger. That was before, at, you know, Adam, you know, uh, uh, Waltz died and uh, Walsh, Walsh died. And so, the so I was a small boy running around, and we just stayed in our neighborhood. But I was a small boy, and I was a small boy living and living so, in the trailer park and, and, and in Texas. Kinda, everyone kind of just watched out for you, stuff. Except this one lady and her son across the uh, across the uh, street, and I don't remember what her name is, but I remember his name. So I'm 42 now, minus five, 37 years ago. Uh huh. 37 years ago, I had a rival, <laughs> and his name was Elvis. Oh, God. Elvis. 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 Elvis was an asshole. Elvis was a bully, and he bullied all the little kids. I mean, my, my next-door neighbor was my age, and we had a two-and-a-half-year-old, three-year-old brother that ran out with us, too, because, again, simpler times. We just let the babies run with everybody. That's crazy. It was. It was. I know. And um, can you imagine Callie doing that? Mm. Living her best life. Yes. I she would survive. Like the other ones probably survive. wouldn't. But Callie, Callie would be the one. She yeah. would survive. I mean, I, I totally could imagine Callie doing that. Um, Continue on. Good, sir. So I was I don't remember what the fight was about, but I know it was it, it. We were throwing mud pies at each other and mud balls and having kind of a little war. And Elvis got involved. And then Elvis just jumped on top of me and started beating on me. Jerk. And yeah, just just started just go like a pole. Right, just 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 started beating the hell out of me, or you know, in you know right. five year old terms, just you know probably more, more slapping than anything. Right. <laughs> and I just lost my shit, and I beat the ever living crap out of Elvis, and I bit him <laughs> from on both arms from the from wrist. To shoulder. Oh my god! So on both arms, he had bite marks from like the wrist all the way up to his shoulders. <laughs> so your new nickname is Pitbull. I was I, 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 <laughs> I screwed. We're that gonna little, need some new uh, name tags. I, I, I screwed that. I screwed that little boy up. It was it was bad. So much messed him up. So much that days later, I was out playing with kids, and we had found some mud. And we painted our faces with the mud like heathens. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, Native American pop culture spirit guide. I, I, I was going down to my roots even back then. And so we were running. And so, you know, I was hungry or whatever. I going for a snack. And, you know, I don't have time to clean off the mud. Right. And so, and this lady is visiting the house. And I know the lady. And I just came in and like, hey, covered in mud and just being a boy. Right. Yeah, that was, that was Child Protective Services. <laughs> Coming to investigate our house because Elvis's mom called because of the fight and how many jump out. Here I show up all painted up like, <laughs> like a wild, up lady. Like a wild I'm starving. Indian. I don't ever I eat. I need my little Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> did you go for a little Debbie? Yeah, of course I did. Back of then, course I did. Did you get in trouble? I don't remember. I don't. I didn't get in trouble fighting Elvis. Mom didn't care at all. Um, I didn't know about the 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 DPS stuff until years later. Uh, I remember that situation. I remember walking right. in. I remember. I remember clear memory of that. I didn't recognize who she was. Years later, mom told, me, "Oh yeah, yeah, that was child protect. That was DPS. They were just like, they were investigating your grandmother." <laughs> I, I had a similar situation, and I I can't remember if I was in. I think I was third grade, whatever age that is. 
But I always played outside with the boys, whatever, you know, climbing and bikes and whatnot, you know, that kind of stuff. And this one boy would just harass the shit out of me all the time, just teasing, just teasing and teasing and teasing. And, you know, and he'd push on me and, you know, it was just horrible. And this went on. And so um, finally one day I had enough and I went home, got my tennis racket because I played tennis at that time. My whole family did. And got my tennis Look, racket. Hold on real, real quick. Didn't know that. I've known Stephanie for like nine years. Know Didn't either. know you, you play tennis. Oh, I don't play it anymore. Well, yeah, just ever. I don't okay. play it anymore. Yeah. Anyway. After this incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> got Correct. my tennis racket. Spoiler. <laughs> went to find this kid. And um, we were living in Sandpiper Apartments at the time. Found him on the tennis court, believe it or not. And because that's where we play because it was just open play space. And I beat the ever loving shit out of him with my tennis racket. Get it, girl. And <laughs> live your best life. Right? And was. then so I went home and um, as soon as Cleaned my parents, once again, unsupervised because my parents were at work. So when they come home from work, um, the child's mother comes over to my house because apparently she was working too. <laughs> no, no parents were home when this incident happened. No, my simpler time. Right. But, um, oh yeah, she came over there and it's like, your child's not allowed to play with my little boy anymore. She's just too rough and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so here I am, and I'm tiny. I was tiny little, little female. And yeah, I was too, I played too rough. You're like, I wasn't playing. I got in so much trouble. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad was very, um, I had great parents, but there was, you know, there were rules. Right, right. right. And beating children with your tennis racket was against it. The rules, so I would would argue, well, we didn't ever state that clearly, sir. I just, (laughs) yeah. Oh, you don't argue, then you got it worse. I understand there. (laughs) I, so, did you ever beat a child? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I didn't want to exclude you on the no, child, no, no. The child beating discussion. Oh, I met someone in the street once to fight them. Like, had the whole dramatic, like, Oh, did taking. you? Okay. How so. <laughs> this was Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, what day is it? <laughs> um, so, we had just moved to Alabama. We hadn't lived in Alabama very long. I had to have been, like, I just turned 13. Or oh, right wow. before thir- I was 13. Um, there was this girl named Ashley Greer that lived on our road. And she was talking about Kyle. And I need you to know that I have four brothers. And one of them is named Kyle. And he was the only, like, stepbrother. Real quick. It would have been funny. He's like, I have four brothers. None of them are named Kyle. <laughs> Kyle was a random kid I found. But um, Kyle and I, until he... It wasn't until he got in high school and he came to live with me that we ever got close. Right. Like we, he was the one that was, that loved Lynn before time. Let's just start there. Okay. We established our relationship off poorly from the get go. Uh, it was, he was four years old when Liz and dad got together. Um, he was a, definitely a step, the step kid. And I was just older. Like we were, cause he was four, I was nine. So we were five years apart. And so we just, we weren't at the ages where we would connect. Hang out. Yeah. yeah. So we just never were friends. Well, this girl on the bus was talking shit about Kyle and I get really defensive towards my family even if I hate them right. even if in that moment your family like I I don't even want to ever talk to them she was saying shit about Kyle and I was like don't talk to him like 
listen, that's right. not going to happen. And then like it like grew and grew and grew to the point where like we met each other in the street and I was like taking on because I had hoop earrings in at the time, right. which sounds really really kind of ghetto in this moment because I don't wear hoop earrings so I don't know why I was wearing them but I was like I remember taking out my earrings and handing them to Delilah who also lived on this street and I was like about to beat the shit out of this girl and my parents drove in so I was babysitting at the time and they drove down the street and I told them and I cannot remember what she was saying or what was happening I'm defending the family honor let me get my earrings off but like (laughs) she was talking shit about Kyle and I was like let's go let's do this and my parents showed up, and that's the only reason that that didn't so happen. So how how old Kyle were we around this? So if I was thirteen, he was eight. Okay. Yeah. So I was pretty much Penny's age, close close right, to Penny's right, right, age. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I was close to Mickey's age, and I was like, no, let's do it, street now, <laughs> street. God, I was Mickey's age. I was pretty much Mickey's age. Right. I that's was about crazy. to beat the crap out of some kid in the street. Oh. So so. At the core of this story, um, not your story, but the story of the movie. <laughs> um, Back to the movie. Back to uh, the movie. The child wanted a BB gun. Mm-hmm. What was your equivalent of the BB gun growing up? What was the toy or whatever you wanted for Christmas the most? And did A, did you get it? Ooh. Or B, or did you never get it? Or C, did they do, do the, the, it's the last present like they did in the movie? Did any of that happen for you guys? Yeah, my, for me, my I remember wanting it was this three story Barbie dream house. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the three and I was like I I still like Barbies, but yeah, I I was really big into Barbies and um I wanted that dream house so big and it was expensive oh, yeah, for the well, time. Yeah, it you was, know, it was yeah. a big one. And um so yeah, that's that's all I asked for for Christmas. I asked Santa Claus and all of that. And um, I'm an only child, so of course I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I got it. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Santa came through. Santa came through. So I I have two things that I can think of. I remember being small. Like, it was after Liz and Dad got together, so I had to have been like nine or ten. And wanting... A Ken doll because I had Barbies and I didn't I never understood why I didn't have a Ken doll I was like why do I have all of these kid Barbies and mom Barbies but you need a man to make a baby like that really like <laughs> I was like why don't I have I like Justina was like I need logic here yeah like, I really did I was like why doesn't your mama like, didn't want you to figure that out well they, they, they were like you're not gonna what are you gonna do with them I'm like I just need a Ken like I, like it was one of those things where it wasn't even that, like it was a dream for me what it was are you just gonna do with it? Exactly. It's like, like that was why I didn't get it. It was they're because going, it was inappropriate. They're going to go on dates. What's funny about it is they did have. T- I got one, so I got one for my birthday, and they did have alone time where I would go, and now they're over here, but they would be on top of each other, and I would put them to the <laughs> yes, side. Yes, I like, would do the same thing, but I wouldn't do anything with them. I was like, now they're over here, but it wasn't something like I was like, I want this so bad. It just didn't make sense to me not to have it, and then for them to be like. You don't need one. It kind of bothered me. It was that was more than anything. See, I I used to do the same thing with my Ken dolls until I met this friend in in Sandpiper Apartments again. He like lived like next door to me, and he had like every Star Wars toy you could ever imagine, which my parents would not buy for me because it wasn't feminine. And yeah. my and I was already a huge tomboy, and they did everything they could 
to help me like, not you want that be expensive one. Barbie dollhouse. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like so they. I guess like I, one I, hell of a GI Joe base. <laughs> I get it. Yes, right. <laughs> if I had spray paint, man, I would have just painted that. <laughs> just Bar- but, Barbie's drug out hideout. <laughs> but uh, so I would go to his house and play with his Star Wars toys, and he would let me on occasion borrow. He had the 12 inch like Star Wars dolls which are the same size yeah. as the Barbies and he let me borrow them from time to time so that's who my Barbies would date and they would just go in a and corner and we would kick you know they'd kick Ken to the curb nice side note just for your benefit I have recently just come acquired a collection of those oh those, those are so awesome Star Wars figures I just I got it uh in the last few months on Facebook. Yes, they're Margaret. figures because boys don't call them dolls. They're they don't. To- they're, they're not dolls. Th- these are totally dolls. These are totally straight up dolls. But oh, They're so cool. Figurines. 12 inches. 12 I was so yeah. jealous. But I was lucky vintage, to have yeah. a friend that let me play with the Star Wars toys. And he had everything. I had a, I had a living in Texas. I don't know how. I got to ask mom when I get home. Uh, next time I was, uh, uh, figure out how this happened. But we were friends. She was friends with a guy who's a doctor and his wife. And mom was like a manager at a pizza with a, like the the worlds to me didn't seem they would collide. I don't know how they met each other, how they knew each other, but um, being the he was I think he was only no he had a little sister, but uh, his name was John Michael, and uh, John Michael had every Star Wars toy, every Star Wars toy, and so I'd go play over my John Michael's house and just play it with all the Star Wars toys. I'm mean, just everything. I mean stuff I didn't know existed. He had and just right. Cause I think we, we that's were, how this guy was. We were was poor. Great. We didn't have. I mean, I had some toys, but I didn't you know, like not until later and later on. And most of my toys, I had a lot of toys growing up, but all my toys came from Goodwill. Yeah, because I lived in I lived in that sweet spot era before eBay. So parents would still clean out closets of you know when find they, really mm-hmm. good stuff and just do tons of stuff that they would just you know I had four or five Millennium Falcons that mom bought like for you know a couple dollars a piece or whatever. That's and awesome. She, she would bring stuff. Cause she'd work. She'd work graveyard shift at the. I mentioned something in the last podcast, but she worked graveyard shift at the um, the jail, and you know when we talked about the Hardy's thing. Yeah, she, you would get the Hardy's. Hardy's right. But there's also a Goodwill there, so she would go in the mornings and go see all the good, the 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 good new Goodwill stuff that would come in, all the donations that would come in. So she picked. I had to, like I would come home from school someday, and there'd just be toys lined up. She she probably spent probably five bucks on just hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of toys. That's awesome. So I had a lot of. I mean, I had a lot. Of, it was all cheap, but you I didn't do without. No, I, none at all. Not at all. So we usually got like. Um, like three, like I think that was our numbers. We would get we would get like three toys. I grew up very very poor, mm-hmm. and my parents didn't really do a whole lot of goodwill. I don't know why. We just didn't have very much. So yeah. I remember like we used to get those sweet spots. I remember getting like a doll one year and be like, oh, this is the best. And I would sit up school and I would put all my dolls up and like I would be a teacher teaching them because I'm oh. a nerd. Um, I have no idea where my toys came from. So because on Christmas, all my toys were they weren't wrapped. They everything from Santa Claus was set up and right, open. Right, so Santa they could see yeah. all of mine were always wrapped, and that bothered me. Once, um, once Liz and Dad got together and they started getting more and more gifts, the more that they got, you know, mm-hmm. financially secure, um, and everything was wrapped, and most of it was from Santa, and it would always be in Liz's handwriting. Oh yeah, like we noticed that from the very oh, we beginning. Never, no, everything from Santa was unwrapped yeah. and so, put uh, under the tree. Santa that's goes, so that's what we unwrapped. do. It's unwrapped and it's not labeled. Right. So their stockings are laid against the things that Santa brings to right. kind of help narrow that down in case it's ever confusing. Because mm-hmm. I have three girls, but um, we. I just remember not. I, I never really got gifts. Like um, with I wasn't. We would get like I said, like the maybe three, and I, that was it. And, and I, I know, I know for you, you, you. 
you've already mentioned that you, you were talking about we, we we've talked a little bit about this on other podcasts where you you, you played more outside with the, the, the neighborhood kids and right. stuff than were an in, indoor kid like a toy kid but did you did you have a particular favorite toy growing up outside of just like like, a, like i mean i know barbies were your thing but do you not, like not like really. i like like evening gown malibu whatever barbie or whatever no, did i didn't have a preference i mean um my f- my favorite things, I think, like I said, like I guess indoor wise, was um, when my parent my parents really big into music, mm-hmm. and so I would get like w- like whatever the latest technology was at the time, like so record player with records or um, like a boombox with cassettes or. And I really like my music, so that was that was the cool thing for me. I'm so smiling because it's leading to another question, but uh. but um, as far as I don't remember a particular toy that. How about you? No, I I loved I read. I was right. the as the I nerd in my my room. I remember one year my mom got me a tetherball, but it, I, not a pole. Like she got me the box with the tetherball <laughs> and the the rope, right? And I remember taking it. We lived in Roselia and I remember taking it home and like my dad making a joke or something because I had the tetherball, but no pole. And um, something happened one day. I got upset because I was outside playing with kids and I got upset or something. And I was sitting. It was like one of those novel moments where I was sitting up in my room in the top story, top floor of this house, which is like two stories, but still. And we didn't have screens on our windows because safety isn't a thing back then right. and i'm sitting in my windowsill on the second floor looking at the yard because i was upset and my dad was out there digging a hole uh-huh. and installed my tetherball oh that's cool. it's like one of my favorite memories as a kid was my dad installing my, te- my tetherball I when i was upset awkward gift moment from my parents it was oh, right share. right after my parents first got divorced and i remember i think it was a christmas right after they got divorced and i was 13 now, when I was 13, I'm dressing up like Madonna and listening to music. And, you know, I had a trampoline, which I love. Oh, that might be. Well, that's not really a toy. No, no, I, I would count the territory. I, I love Trampolines were awesome. I, I was like, loved my trampoline. One, I would one. even camp on it in a sleeping bag. Well, I, I always awesome. wanted one. My, my mother always said no. And then our neighbors got one. And so dad was like, we don't have to get one because the neighbors got one. It's kind of <laughs> over there. But time. at the time, I'm like riding bikes and on trampolines and listening to music and whatnot. And um, I got a cabbage patch doll for christmas now mind you i'm not i wasn't super girly anyway did not want a cabbage patch doll and i was in my mind past the age of dolls (laughs) and i remember getting this ugly ugly ass cabbage patch doll which my father um thought was great because they you know that they're pre-named and the doll's name was Jack which is the same name as my dad and now Aww. it's my son so that was kind of I mean it was very sweet I get but I was thinking what am I going to do with this thing <laughs> it was just well, so I did I did I was the owner of a cabbage patch doll at one time my father and I went to uh we didn't Mobile didn't have a Toys R Us uh, we had a children's palace and I remember in '84, maybe. I remember we had KB toys. We had KB toys in the mall too, but yeah. children's we pa- still have that. Uh, children's palaces were babies R Us used to be. Okay. It's, that used to be children's palace growing up when oh, I grew okay. up. That was used to be the toy store when I grew up. We also had that like independent toy store like on the way toward um, off of a. Um, airport almost to Schillinger used to be a toy store hardware store oh I do remember and that and like the, the toy store place closed and we like 
15 years ago, whatever. But when I went there, when they were closing, they had stuff from the 80s still. Like, like no one bought stuff. It was crazy. Anyway, side story. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going. I remember going with Dad in 84 to Children's Palace to fight. And I mean fight for my mother's Cabbage Patch doll he got her for Christmas. Oh. Mom still has it somewhere. But we we fought, like had to fight other people to get it and snag it and get it to the register. It was crazy. It is crazy. I don't, they must, you know, looking back now, and I, I, of course, being a kid, you're not super appreciative, but they had to have, because it was during the height of the Cabbage Patch doll. And they, they had, had to have, have fought gone, for that. Gone, it, yeah, they had. Were you aware of that? It, being cabbage th- Patch dolls? I never got. No, 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 but, but it being a thing. No. So it, you were, but you were, you were old enough to remember that how crazy Tickle Me Elmo was, right? I mean, I, I remember it from when Mackenzie was little. Right, but like everybody wanted to take them and they would fight for it and fight over it. Yeah, it was I don't, thing. I don't remember people fighting for it. <sighs> oh. They, they had riots for for it the for the couch I'll, I'll see if I can find some YouTube okay. news news stuff on it and I'll post it on the show notes. Yeah. But. So all this uh, talking about dads. So I remember, I, f- I forgot about till you guys started bringing up the different things dads did. That's interesting. But my, so my mom and dad got separated. In April of the year that I was eight. I like all three of us are from divorced parents. So. Yeah. So it was April when I was eight. And I, I could do the math, but I don't feel like it's all probably three of us have been divorced 1997 too. did the math. All three of us have been divorced. Or eight, 1998 <laughs> or something. Um, so anyway, when the, it was a big fight and then my dad left and I was always a daddy's girl. And Me too. Um, I remember the first time I saw him after he moved out was in the beginning of August. And it was like August 8th or something. So I had just turned um, nine. And I showed up at his apartment. This first time I got to see him and he had a gift for me. And it's this little like gorilla monkey that sings the Macarena. Oh, gosh. And I never really cared for the Macarena. It wasn't something I was like, I was super into. And he was like, oh, you enjoy it. It's just this monkey that goes like this. Oh, yeah. And sings the Macarena and goes, hey, Macarena. And (laughs) again. I still have that well, in the attic. I still have that. That's very sweet. That's that's uh, that's probably the toy. Like it was like, more of a feel good though. Like every time I would yeah. get upset, I would you're play talking, the Macarena monkey. You're talking awkward, yes, and you, this may not happen to you, but because I've got a couple. But do do you was there anything that you wanted then you got it was a total bust? <laughs> oh, interesting. Like, like like you were like I can't wait to get this present. And I was excited to get it, and then you show it because what? The, why did I ask for this? I have one as an adult. Oh, what's that? So I like Chris and I were together. We had just moved into the house in um, Daphne on Donna and I needed a new like straightener. And so there was this like straightener, hair dryer and um, curling iron kit that I was like, oh, that's cool. I really, really want that. And the straightener sucked really bad. And yeah. I, I still technically have the hair dryer and the curling iron, and I use the <laughs> curling iron like almost every single. It's it's dying. I need another one. Um, but the straightener was so bad, and that's what I wanted it for. My hair would be frizzy when I was done, uh, like straight but frizzy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's tamed, but not really. Yeah, it didn't yeah. get hot enough. But I wanted it so bad, and then I, like, we didn't really have money, so I made it work. But I hated it. I was like, oh, I regret this. I, I don't think I. I don't think so, that I had anything that it was about. You seem like you would be the kid who researched things right, though. I really did, and I didn't, like, I make jokes about being an only child, but I was not not one of those that, my parents didn't just go buy stuff for me. I mean, I got stuff on my birthday and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so there wasn't, like, 
they just whatever. show up. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, I want this, and then they'll go buy it for me. That that's not how it worked. Right. And it just turns out that my birthday and Christmas are, you know, spaced well enough to <laughs> where well they, enough. Right. The it worked out fine. So yeah, I I would kind of like if I wanted something, it was, it was something I really wanted. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. But my parent, my my dad especially, was very much about experiences. And so we would we would go do things a lot. I mean, there was a lot of um, whatever my dad did, I did, much to my mother's chagrin. <laughs> so, you know, if he went fishing, I went fishing. If he went hunting, I went hunting. If he had to get underneath the house and replace the piping, I would be under the house replacing piping. I mean, it was, you know, that's just yeah. how it was. My dad and I would get up. My mom liked to sleep in, and on her off days, my dad would wake me up in the morning with a cup of coffee, even as a kid. I've been drinking coffee since I was nine months old. No joke. My grandmother used to give it to me in my bottle. So, Oh, my goodness. That explains a lot. There you go. <laughs> oh, so my goodness. My dad would wake me up with a cup of coffee early in the morning, and we would put our, you know, get dressed. And our thing is he used to love to go to Crystal's for breakfast. So he would go, we'd go to Crystal's and have our own little breakfast you know before my mom would wake up and we would do our own and we would do stuff like that all the time always just me and my dad and he would let me of course this is before the seatbelt laws he would let me sit in his lap and drive i couldn't reach i couldn't reach the pedals so i would sit in his lap and and drive to wherever we went while he operated the pedals so there was a thing right there that was a thing oh that's sweet i i like that we're doing this is it, this is kind of fun. It's a different for our episodes, but it's, you know it's it the is hol- good. It was Christmas. It's Christmas and the holidays are, and stuff. Yeah. So for right me, right now it's Hanukkah actually. That's yeah, true. Happy Hanukkah <laughs> for our Jewish friends out yes. there. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, if you have Hanukkah stories, I've uh, I have only have a Yom Kippur story. I don't have any Hanukkah stories. <laughs> um, for me the the toy that I wanted so bad, so bad that turned out to be a bust was a motherfucking light bright. Oh, I had one of those. Oh, were, you didn't like the light. I hated the light bright. They're, I, wanted, I feel wanted, like they're wanted. good in theory, right? And then when you actually go to do them, it's just kind of it becomes tedious. You can't get them to stay in sometimes, and they fall out. And you and never then, can make it look like the one you wanted. I loved my. Oh. Life. And they don't look like the picture because the picture doesn't have the paper in the background, right? So they always look like. And then after you do it one time, you can't do it again because you push the thing and you don't see the colors. Right. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Like, I, it's I, cool. You lose the little pegs that go everywhere. Just, As an adult, I hate them for my kids. Please do not give me another one, anybody, ever. My kids mm-hmm. don't need it. <laughs> I have like three in a closet. So we don't need more. I didn't know that they still made them. They, well, they're like fancier now. Like, you know, so they have one like that, like your thing yeah. where they like it has a base and then it snaps down and then comes back up and you keep the pegs on the bottom so it's like a thing <sighs> instead of like a box. It's oh, like how TVs oh, got I thinner. Do you know the, the toy that I didn't want? I mean oh. that I wanted didn't want. Now that you talk about that, and I, I guess I erased it from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> erased it. It's Etch-a-Sketch. I was going to ask if it was an Etch-a-Sketch. Because now that I remember, and I remember. Some people are so Good good that. I don't, I, I've never, I, I can make a box. Yeah, that was it. I couldn't do anything with it. I would try to do some stuff, and oh my god! And I've, I mentioned, just, I've mentioned this on other podcasts too, but and, and and probably older versions of this. And yeah, I know you probably know the story too, but I don't, I don't know if you do. But uh, 1986, I wanted a laser tag, the official laser tag, yeah. and, I, and I got it. I got everything. I got the laser tag gun that came with the thing that you the shot. Harness, the thing. harness. I got mm-hmm. the vest. Um, I didn't get the helmet. I got the ball cap instead. But I was I was super excited. 
The problem with laser tag you is need you someone else. somebody to play with. Yeah, if there's no one else in the neighborhood who got who didn't, they, if they didn't get laser tag, you just got stuck with laser tag. I got stuck with laser tag. I had no one to play with because there was no there. It didn't come with like a set. No, it was just one person. You got one gun. You, what in the world? <laughs> you got one laser tag gun. You got one star like weapon. Walking Suppose around. if you went to go play laser tag in a laser tag facility, you'd have your own equipment. Uh, except it wouldn't work. But did they have the laser tag facilities back then? Not locally, not for us. And so this 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 was made. Um, I think Galoob made this one, and there are another company that made one called Photon. But we were my neighbor got a Photon. We were so excited, but they weren't compatible. Oh, and so it was like. Oh, so you finally is... found someone. You're like laser tag, and they come out, and you guys both come out, and you're wearing the wrong brand. You're like, oh. <laughs> right, it's uh, not gonna work, mother but, trucker. Right, it was. But I got there's pictures of me. And if I can, I'll dig. If I can dig them up, I'll, I'll post them. Walking around looking like a badass. I so. was, man, man. I loved my laser. Everything, and that was it was expensive. So that's all I got that Christmas. I mean, it was like that's super sad. It was. It was like you get all this equipment and no one to it's, play with. It's like uh, no one thought it through. Like, like, oh, you love it? You love it? Okay, you're going to go play with it? Oh. And I was, you know, we made the best. I had oh. fun with it. We, you know, we would, we would take the, the little sensor and do like hide and go seek where you had to go trace them down with a sensor. We made our own games out of it, but no one ever got yeah. another light, right? Yeah. No, another laser tag. I've, and, and I've looked on eBay a few times. I'm going to get another set one day. You still have your set? No. No. Oh, okay. but, but I want to. Well, you should probably get two. Yeah, we'll get two. <laughs> Gonna look cool. So. Well, we should probably get three, and all three of us can oh, play. It. Oh, that'd be fun. I would love to go play laser tag. Laser tag would be fun. That's <sighs> oh, a good trip down memory lane. I know it. Well, you're in charge, so we want to. I wanna... know. Well, let's wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy, happy Festivus, Happy holidays. Kwanzaa, Happy Yule, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Life Day, Happy Life Day, which happy, is past, but yeah, Happy Solstice, oh. which just passed, yeah. Happy Thursday. Whatever you decide Happy to podcast celebrate, Thursday. podcast Thursday. <laughs> I know. Whatever you guys decide to celebrate, celebrate it in peace and love, and with people that you enjoy being around. And if you can have, have a that. libation, we've uh, we have a whole list of libations. You we can have, have some fancy ones that you can. You know what? If you need to do something for the next forty-eight hours, <laughs> get you, you a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> get your BB gun. We have. All right. Well, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.